man. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Come on in, come on in. It's that time. It's that time. Friday night jazz lounge live. Just come on in. Hope you got your drink. If you like my boy Madison Downs, you're gonna have a little cigar. Come on in, let's have a good time. Hope you guys had a nice week this week. Ooh, it's been a full week. Been a very, very full week this week. So we're gonna get it in though. We're gonna talk about some things. We got a couple of guests tonight. And uh, we're gonna just do what we normally do, okay? Uh, so come on in, let me check. Who's up in the house already? <clears throat> What's up, Manatee Keith? How you doing? Hey, so y'all let me know. Music too loud, music good. Can you hear it? Can you hear me? You know, should I leave it right there or uh, turn it down? Y'all tell me what y'all want to do tonight. What's up, Douglas? How you doing? Hey, Tamara. What's going on? What's up, William? Hey, Brenda. How are you? Welcome. Thank y'all for coming in. Hey, Emily. Hey, thanks for yesterday. It was cool. Even though we had only two kids, Emily, it was great, though. Thank y'all. Thank you very much for inviting me out there to uh, talk to the Boy Scouts. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Kelly, what's going on? So, uh, you know, I'm going to let this roll a little bit. I got my people. I see my people coming in. Hey, Patty. Thank you. From Hampton, Hampton Deplorable. <clears throat> uh, music good? All right, bet, bet. So I'm going to just leave it right where it's at then. You can hear me good. The music isn't overbearing. You know, it's not too loud. And hopefully you can hear me um, over. So there we go. So uh, we have tonight, okay, I'm going to do this first. So tonight we have uh, Yvette Bronx is going to come in tonight, founder and president of Virginians for Liberty and Justice and stuff. So I'm just turning it down just a little bit so I don't have to scream. I feel like I'm screaming. All right, so we're going to bring in my dogs. We're going to bring in my dog, Mr. Madison Downs. What's up? What's going on? Brother, how you doing, man? Good, good. What's up, Thomas? Yeah, right on, right on, Thomas. <clears throat> okay, very cool. Thank you, Emily. Appreciate it. What's up, Kaden? What's going on? Hey, Joyce. How you doing, Miss Joyce? Thank you. I saw uh, Miss Levita, but uh, I think she went back out. I think she was having a little difficulties, but, but we'll bring her in. But um, Yvette Bronx is going to be here in a minute, around 8 o'clock. Hopefully she can get in. Um, you know what I'm going to have to do, though? I'm going to have to pull something out uh, because she may be having issues. Hey, Madison, make sure you send that the, uh, the stream that I sent you. I did. We got it. We straight. The new one? Yeah. Okay. Make sure to send that. Um, How you like my mug, man? Hold on, man. I'm going to be back in a second. I'm actually sending this link back out because I think the link got corrupted. Um, all right. You say your mug. What you got in your mug, man? What's oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Just that. <clears throat> so oh, okay. Deal, you know, this big boy thing. Okay. I see you. I see you. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. Hey, Tamara. How you doing? Hey, Emily. What's up, Kevin? What's going on? All right, so 
So like I said, hope you had a good week. Miss Levita, you ready, Levita? Hold on, she's she, she's, like, she's like, she's like, hey. I see her, she coming. Hey, Levita. What's up? She delayed, yeah, she's frozen. She's frozen. And I'm popping out because she frozen a little bit. Hey, hey, uh, he, he said, what the mug say, dog? Mm, Tun Tavern, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me pop that down. There you go. Yeah, Tun Tavern. You Tavern. There you go. Yeah. Department right there. All right, all right. Okay, let me bring in my next. You, you ready, Levita? Hey, Levita. No, you see me. You gotta see us. We see you. Ah, ah. All right. So <laughs> she's having some issues. All right. So, so what we got? Like I said, tonight. We got Miss uh, Yvette Bronx, founder and president of Virginia, Virginians for Liberty and Justice. Hold on, I'm gonna turn the music down a little bit so y'all can hear Miss Yvette Bronx. We're gonna bring her in while we're waiting for Miss Levita Jones. Hey, Lori, how are you? Sissy, hey, how are you? And hello to everybody that's joining this show. If you're tuning in on YouTube, go ahead and push that like button, okay? Um, just pound that like button if, if you like the show. You're tuning in on Facebook, Go ahead and start a share a share a, a watch party, okay? Or share the link, share the broadcast, start a watch party, all right? And uh, we'll be later. Like I said, we got our podcast, all right? Um, we do have our podcast going out. We're on seven stations of podcast now, and of course, that'll be up after the show. Um, John, we will have you on maybe next week. How about that? I know I was supposed to have you on, but we've been rolling. We've been rolling. Oh, uh oh, what's up, Larry? What's up, Larry? <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right, so I'm going to bring in Miss Yvette Bronx. Hello. Hello. Oh, let me fix my camera. Okay, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm kind of a mess tonight. Been running around all day. Thought I was going to have time to at least brush my hair and get done up, but it is what it is. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Hey, you, hey Yvette, you, you're in the jazz lounge. We come as we are. We just chill right. up in here Friday night, so... So it really doesn't matter. So what I'm gonna do first, I'm gonna share the screen with the people and so they can read a little bit about you, okay? Yvette is gonna be one of the speakers at the We The People rally, okay? And um, and so this is Yvette Bronx, when she has her hair done and everything. <laughs> yeah, when I have makeup and my hair done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And so uh, I'll just scroll this and let you all read about Yvette. But she's gonna be at the We The People rally with me um, next Saturday, next Saturday up in um, Fredericksburg, and really, really looking forward to to that because it's going to be a great rally. And um, so, just a little about about Yvette. You guys can read that real quick. I'll leave that up for a second. So, Yvette, you can go ahead and start telling people you know a little about yourself while they read, and, um, and then I'll bring you back on screen. So, go ahead. It's all you. All right, great. Thank you for having me. I call myself an accidental activist. Fell into this um, through the medical freedom front. Um, when my eyes were awakened to certain things and then slowly um, realized that it was more than medical freedom. I created Virginians for medical freedom and we did um, a lot of lobbying and we did, we did it all. We did rallies, we did lobbying, we did petitioning calls to action. I spoke um, in front of Congress. I spoke in front of the EPA, in front of school boards uh, meetings, um, 
board of supervisors meetings. And then I started to realize that I was speaking against glyphosate, against, um, you know, the, the common core sexuality curriculum against um, the stripping of second amendment rights. And I was like, wait a minute, all of these are just issues. And the big core problem is liberty. We have a lack of liberty and an overreaching government. So that's when I launch Virginians for Liberty and Justice. It's where I educate people are on um, fundamental values, fundamental rights, unalienable rights, uh, true history and civics and law. And so in wanting to educate the masses came We The People Rally. Um, a lot of people were approaching me about doing something and it's not something I wanted to do. No one wants this much work or to potentially be in debt because of it. And so I kept saying no, hesitating. And then it just, you know, it was a, it kept growing stronger. Like we want you to do something. We need you to do something. Other people are doing something. They're doing it wrong. And look at what England is doing. Look at what Germany's doing. Like everyone was kept requesting this. And finally, um, I'm a Christian woman. I'm a believer. I prayed about it and felt really at peace with the answer being yes, go, go forward and do this. And once, um, I opened myself to this possibility, everything fell into place. Everything fell into place beautifully. And here we are um, one one week away, eight yeah, days yeah, away from yeah. the rally. Yeah, and um, I feel very grateful and blessed to be able to provide this to the people. It's gonna be such an amazing day of unity and camaraderie and empowerment The all the speakers we have were handpicked because they believe in liberty and because um, they have been educating people um, about true American fundamental values and rights and history. Um, so it's a different type of rally because it's not just a rally. We are going to introduce a lawful and peaceful remedy um, we hope that each speaker will provide people with um, a solution to what is occurring. And we hope that people leave empowered and that somehow we, um, we leave you with a sense of true Americana, what, what we are as a nation, as a constitutional republic. We have seen so much divide lately, whether it's black against white, mask, unmask, uh, pro-vaxxers against anti-vaxxers, so on and so forth. And really, we are so busy fighting each other that we are forgetting who the true enemy is, and that is an overreaching government. So we want everyone to leave aside their ideologies and come together as the body of we, the people, the creators of a servant government, and really, really look at what is happening in this country. Forget about the divide. Forget about... Listen, we're not going to find a savior in a political person. We're not. We're not. Yeah. I'm sorry. No matter how um, good you think that a political person is, they are human. They are flawed. And not only that, but it has, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. Mom life. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. They just want to come into the jazz lounge too. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, and 
And we want people to realize that the power lies within the people. We have the power to create change. You want to open up Virginia? Open it up. You don't need a politician to give you permission to do that. Why? Because you are the creator of government. It's God, the people, the states, and the federal government. We sit on top of our servant government. So you want to open up your church? Open up your church, pastors. Open it up. And then we as the body of the people need to support those brave people who are standing for true law. Um, you know, we know through the Constitution, Article 6, Section 2 tells us that anything that's not pursuant to the Constitution of the Republic is no, uh, it's null and void. It doesn't exist. We are to ignore it. We have a moral obligation and duty to ignore unlawful acts. Anything could be made legal. You know, slavery was once legal. Segregation was once legal. Um, sterilization was once legal. And so we need to learn the difference between legalities and lawfulness. And no one's going to do that for us, but us. We need to be a knowledgeable and moral people that knows exactly our power and stands for that. And so this is not the reason why I didn't choose Richmond as the location is because it has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing right. to do with Northam or, you know, or whoever sits there. You know, it has to do with the power of the people. We chose Fredericksburg, Virginia. I, as soon as I said yes to God, I knew Fredericksburg was going to be the location because this is where Thomas Jefferson wrote uh, one of our most important fundamental documents, which is the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom. And that document is not just important to Virginians, but it's actually the model to the First Amendment right to the Constitution. And it also serves as the base model for almost every religious liberty in every state. Thomas Jefferson did such a beautiful job in writing this document that the French asked him to assist them in writing their constitution. It's a document that speaks of our, our conscience being our moral compass. We get to decide what is right or what is wrong, not organized religion and not government. And so I knew that the minute that I wanted to do this rally, that Fredericksburg was gonna be the place. There's so much history in Fredericksburg. And that document is just to me, one of the most beautiful documents ever written that speaks of unalienable rights besides right. the bible of course right um, well yeah because all of them are god-given rights of course you know um you know it's funny because the first time i saw you right and you know what got me interested in, in following you was you were on um the airplane you were on a plane i saw, I saw your live you're on the plane and the mask thing because i, I don't wear a mask either and so, you know, I fight against that, you know, whether it's medical issues or whatever. And I've flown on United Airlines without a mask, you know, cross country and back, you know, but it, and like I tell people, it's all about standing up for your rights, standing up for your rights and not letting people, you know, take your God given rights away from you and not putting you in a box, you know? And I know Madison talks about, um, you know, having torts and, and, and how they want to, you know, put ordinances against you. Those are not laws. Those are not laws, and we don't follow unlawful laws. We learned that in the military. We don't even follow unlawful orders from our commanding officers. But but yet these these rulers, I call them rulers and tyrants. You know, they want to put down on um, these these unlawful ordinances against us. And and what's disheartening to me has been very disheartening to me is that people are letting it happen. 
People right. are letting it happen. People are just giving their rights away. And and I mean, and, and it's just sad. It's just sad. Right. People have been conditioned to believe. I mean, we hear words like public officials. No, they're public servants. They're elected right. servants. You know, they, they give us these words to really put propaganda into our mind. I call so it linguistic programming. Right. Linguistic it is. And right. It's to diminish the power of the people. And one of the worst mistakes we ever did was advocating the education of our children over to a government. What government is going to teach its citizens, its citizens how to uprise? Come on. Right. 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 No, and you no see, and, and you see what happened in Michigan. Okay. Um, you know, because the Declaration of Independence gives us that authority. If the government is is a tyrannical government, we can actually take it down. Well, you see what happened in Michigan to where, you know, you know, they they claimed that they were going to kidnap the governor and, and whatever. Those were, you know, patriots. Those were some guys, I believe, that were tired of being locked in, being locked down. And they were actually exercising their constitutional right and the right that the Declaration of Independence that this country was founded on. And you see what happened? The FBI took them down. You know, so my question to you is because one of the one of the uh, comments in here was this. You know, I saw this and he says, like Mike says, sounds nice, but it's too late. And just my opinion. Do you do you believe that that is too late um, or, or do we still have a chance here to take America back from the government? She's uh, Mike is not all all that wrong. It, it may very well be too late, but this is the thing. We have a window of opportunity here right now because we still have a constitutional republic. Yes, we have a de facto government, the de jure, the organic form of government that the founders gifted to us and fought hard to give us is hidden. It is very well hidden. And we know this because all of these um, ordinances and falsities um, make people believe otherwise, but we don't have a new world order yet. We don't have uh, the whole police coming in. We still have a constitution that stands. We still have a constitutional republic. So we have a window of opportunity to absolutely lawfully and peacefully restore. Um, if we don't use this window now, it's only gonna get worse. And our children will have two choices, bow down or have a bloody bloodshed of a war. Right now, we don't have to do that. I mean, Mike may be right. We may be trying to lawfully and peacefully restore, and it may be too late. But we don't have a chance but to try. Right. Seriously, what are we going to do? Are we going to just say, I give up? Go ahead, mask me, vaccinate me, take my children away, put me in a FEMA camp. I mean, whatever you know, it is that people think is the worst case scenario mm -hmm. um, can happen if we just give up. So right now, we still have a constitution. We're still the body of we the people. We still can exercise that. It takes knowledge. It takes a little bit of work. You have to do things like, I don't know, read, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, someone's not going to spoon feed it to you. You have to, you have to work at it. But I, I, I personally feel that it can still be done. There's a small window, but it's not gone. Right. I think I think it can be done, too. I'm going to let Madison jump in here in a second. 
Um, but I actually think it can be done too. And I think um, with this president, President Trump, I believe he's given us the opportunity right now, um, whether you whether it's about politics or not, you know, I believe that that right now with him as president, he's given us the opportunity to take back the government because he's given us so much back now and basically telling us, hey, this is your government, take it back, you know, while while I'm here, while I'm still here. So Madison, what do you think? Yeah, Jerome, I think you're uh, absolutely right. I mean, and I'm loving everything I'm hearing from Yvette. Um, you know, my concerns are, you know, always my mind goes to, I like the way that she is actually a proponent for constitution. Mm-hmm. My concerns always are along the lines of, for example, we have a tyrannical government, for example, what was going on in Michigan. How are we using constitution in order to defund that municipality? Um, are we teaching people uh, how we are able to uh, create, uh, defund and destruct, if you will, for lack of better terminology, these rogue municipalities and stand up new uh, municipalities according to constitution and according to our constitutional rights? How far are we willing to go? Because when I see what happened in Michigan with the people who, you know, from a constitutional standpoint, were absolutely 100% correct. But from a rogue municipality standpoint, who is creating these uh, unconstitutional codes and statutes by using these legalese, um, are just wiping away all of our constitutional rights and not having the backup. You know, and I mean, so it goes back to when we end up in court, you know, uh, because we'd rather be there than slinging lead. You see what I'm saying? So are we using a private attorney general according to Constitution? Are we are we making the government actually understand our power through Constitution? What steps are we taking in order to achieve that? Right. Those are all wonderful questions. Here's the problem with what happened in Michigan. They went after the governor. You, you they skipped like 20 steps. <laughs> you know, uh, you need to start restoration at the most basic level. You really do. Um, you, you have no idea how much unconstitutionality comes out of the school board. For example, oh, yeah. so, oh, oh we're, we're we're finding oh, yeah. that here in Virginia Beach right now, yeah. definitely, definitely in Virginia Beach. Right. So what you would want to do is you get a all you need is a, a core group of let's say twenty people. You make those twenty people extremely knowledgeable, where they know they're twenty five uh, actually. Yeah, it is twenty five, but you can do it with twenty. Right. Um, I'm glad you know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because uh, some people can fill in other roles, but I'm glad you know that it's 25. Um, So let's step it back. We don't have constitutional rights. We have God-given rights that are backed by by the Constitution. The Constitution is not for the body of the people unless you swear an oath to uphold it. So you guys were in the military. I see that you're wearing a Marine Corps shirt. I'm assuming you're a Marine. Um, Madison? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. Thank you for your service. And Jerome, you too. Um, I come from a long line of Marines, so I have a special place in my heart for Marines. 
Uh, yeah, my son, my husband, all my brothers, my brother-in-law, my godfather, all <laughs> Marines. Um, so, um, so we, you know, we have to get a, your core group of people, 20 or 25, 25 is, is preferable, where you're extremely knowledgeable on the constitution and you know that you have God-given rights. Um, these 25 people cannot be current oath takers. You could, so they can't sit um, currently in office, right? Because then there is a conflict of interest. So you want 25 people who are extremely knowledgeable and you start at your most basic level. You start with your sheriff. You right, get right. your sheriff on right, your right. side. Now, if you run into a sheriff that's not constitutionally compliant, we have a remedy for that. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to spill the remedy here because right. we don't know right. who's watching. Um, right. But it's nothing that's private. It's it's Absolutely. written for it's anyone written. to find. You, know, you just have to right. read. 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 Okay, she, 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 she sounds like she's, she's legit, man. She's no, legit. man, that's why I brought what? her on, man. Uh, Sorry, hey, Red is a beast, bro. You just got to follow him. That's the beast. So, all right, so, so here we go. Um, and I'm not trying to cut anybody off, but I promise Yvette that I would keep her on time because she has a meeting. So it's, uh, you have five more minutes, Yvette. Are, so. All right, so this is what we need. We need people to show up. So we, the people rally, Fredericksburg, Virginia in Old Mill Park, Saturday, October 17th. Jerome's gonna be the masters of ceremony. We have an amazing, yeah. uh, yes, hey. hey. We have an amazing panel of guest speakers. It's a family fun-filled event. So bring your kids, we'll have bouncy houses. And we want that true American spirit. I'm talking about like pie contest and, and um, um, horseshoes and sack races, you know, that whole American feel. Um, we want you to leave your political ideologies behind. Come and have a great day of unity and camaraderie. Um, listen to a um, great speaker speak about a lawful and peaceful remedy. Sign up so you could become part of the solution. So that's the most important part. It doesn't end at the rally. It will continue. That's why it's We the People Rally, because the people will stand for truth and justice. Um, we have a VIP event the day before at an undisclosed historical location. Um, you will have an amazing dinner, an intimate dinner with our guest speakers. We will be showing um, Dr. David E. Martin's documentary, Future Dreamers, with a Q&A. In order to get this invitation, you need to be a sponsor of $200 or more. You can find the sponsorship donation donate button um, at our website, thepeoplesrally.com. Um, we, listen, I'm just a mom. I'm a mom of five trying her best to restore the Republic and to restore Virginia. I want to restore this for my posterity. I love this nation. I love people. I am putting myself out there. I don't have any big sponsorship. I don't have no political affiliation. You know, I'm just putting it out there. I don't want a for sale sign on my yard <laughs> because yeah, of this right. rally, for right. real. Like, I don't want to have to mortgage my house for this. So every dollar is appreciated. If you could go to thepeoplesrally.com, listen, five bucks, how much does Liberty, how much is it worth it for you? I'm putting it every, I'm putting everything out there to support you guys. And I hope that you can support me. So we need likes, shares, donate, show up 
And um, I think that's it. You know, let's let's restore Virginia. Let's restore the republic. We can do this. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, and that's and and that's just the bottom line of it. You know, it's definitely just you know trying to restore the public, and and uh, and getting it in. You know, so we thank you. I'm not gonna keep you and hold you, but I'm definitely gonna throw this up there real quick. You know, I'm 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 producing the um, my own show here, so. So that's what it is. Okay, so there's the website, thepeoplesrally.com. Okay, for everybody, go there and donate. Like she said, she's put in a lot of time, a lot of money, and uh, and it's going to be amazing. We have a uh, great, they have a great line of speakers um, that's going to be there, and uh, it's going to be fabulous day, I believe. And so yeah. and that's next week, October 17th, I put it up, and I will put it up again um, before we leave today. But go there to thepeoplesrally.com. Donate, check it out, get the location, read about the speakers, and uh, and Yvette is going to be there. And like I told y'all, she's a beast, and I'm I'm blessed to have you on the show Thank tonight. You. Thank to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I hope to come back when I can sit and chat, but, you know, the rally's not going to create itself, so I have another meeting. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I appreciate being on, Madison. It was great meeting you. Thank I can you. tell you know. <laughs> hey, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry we didn't bring on um our other two two hosts. Um, they're having technical difficulties. But where they are, we have Miss Levita Jones and Don Burton they're having some technical difficulties. We're trying to bring her in, but it, um, I guess her, the Wi-Fi was sort of messed up. Very, very, very rare soul. Very, yeah, very rare. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing everyone at We the People Rally October 17th, Fredericksburg, Virginia. We're gonna have food trucks. I mean, it's going to be a great day. Come out and have fun and get empowered. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon. And uh, okay. maybe we have you back on after the rally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We talk about it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you. Well, that was awesome. You know, uh, it's very, very rare that I can um, even have those types of conversations with people because the knowledge is uh, very few people have the knowledge to know how to actually stand down, you know, the qualities, the numbers that you need, right? You know, the right. institution, you know, um, yeah. in order to stand them back up. And she's right; you, you can't. Yeah, no, she's like she's a beast, man. She's yeah. uh, very, very knowledgeable on everything. And and uh, and uh, like I say, if anybody can come out to the rally, man. But but uh, like I say, when I first uh, met her. And, and and got with her and stuff, man. I was I was blown away. I was blown away. You know, follow her on Facebook. And if y'all can follow her on Facebook, um, Yvette's on Facebook. Follow her. You know, she does some amazing things. Like I say, she's a mom. You know, she's a mom with kids. You know, she's she's doing this because she loves America. Okay, because she loves America. She wants America back from from this you know tyrannical government. That, you know that we're seeing for her children and for her grandchildren. And I'm and I'm sure most everyone want that as well. Okay, so, all right, so next, because I just see her uh, pop in, we got Suni the Middle Child Ooh. in the house. If you all ever, ever seen um, any of Suni's lives on Facebook, I started following Suni uh, about, you know, a couple weeks ago right. and following her lives, and she had this live, she was chasing bats off her balcony or wherever she was at, you know, whatnot. I saw that, and uh, no, nah, but she's real. She's real. She's a uh, Sunni is is a conservative. She's a Trump supporter, like we are, and uh, and she just keeps it real. She just keeps it real. So 
I'm gonna bring in Sunni the middle child. What's Hello, Miss Sunni. How are you? What's up? What's up? What's up? Good. What's up? What we got going on? Hey, you just welcome to the Lions Den mm-hmm. and the Lions <laughs> Den of, of the Jazz Lounge here, uh, Radical Republicans Jazz Lounge. So, just take a minute, tell everybody who you are and um, and and why you do what you do. So, my name is Sunni. I am a conservative commentator. That's how we want to put it. Um, I think politics is, is somewhat of a sport for me. I like to watch it and commentate it, and, and then it, it makes it even better when you get to call out the BS. So I started my podcast <clears throat> simply because I was tired of the misinformation. And I feel like more of uh, young conservatives need to be vocal, you know, outside of Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum. You need to have more people that make this look appealing. And the main reason I started it was my kids. I want my kids to have a future. I want America to remain America. And I think people are being willfully ignorant at this point. So I like to be that alarm clock every morning. People hate me. <laughs> hey, 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 well, people hate us. You get the you get called the names that we get called the coon, you oh, know, yeah. the to your race, you know, all that all that good stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Most of that comes from black men. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they actually treat you like that, too. As a black female, you get the same things that me and Madison get as, as black men, from black men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been called a woman. No. Really? No. No. I've, I, I've been told by a white woman that I was a traitor to my race, though, <laughs> you know, and I pretty much told her, you know, that's reserved for black people. You can't say that. You know, that's right. that's like a white person calling right. me and calling me a, a, a you know, when we're in my lounge, so I'm gonna say it. That's like a white woman calling me a nigga, right? You know, you can't say, you know, that I'm a traitor to my race being white because you ain't in my race, all right? That's reserved for black people, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so just saying, keeping it real because y'all know how we do, right? All right. So, um, but, um, so where are you from? Are, are you where are you from? If if you don't mind sharing, or you don't have to. No problem. Now I'm from North Carolina. <clears throat> I was was born in Pennsylvania, but I moved to Charlotte. I spent most of my life there. So I'm a Southern girl I'm from North Carolina. And then my husband's in the Air Force. So we just went ahead and moved to Japan. We finally came back to Okinawa. So this is where I am now. Okay, you're in Okinawa right now. Oh, so that's where mm-hmm. the bats were. Yeah, the fruit bats. Yeah, fruit bats. I've been there. Okay, yeah, I've been to Okinawa a few times. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen those. I was wondering, I'm like, wow, where is she at with the bats? Because you no, know, that's down in like Australia, Japan over there, yeah. in Asia, you know. Right. Yeah, so that's very cool. All right. So so everybody, you're tuning in to SUNY Blanks from um Okinawa, Japan, right now. Um, so hey, so that's very cool. So so your so what do you do over there? This is my job. Okay. I get on here, you know, outside of being a mom and a wife, I get on here, you know, we do our research. I have a joint show that I formed with my big brothers called the Hit Squad. And that's just like a a fun play on words because people like to attack us as black conservatives. And some, this, this is what I like to say. I am the new version of a Republican. I'm not going to be passive with you. Don't be. It's not the show for that. We're not politically correct. So what I need you to do soon, I need you to be like you are on your show. This is your show. 
This is your show right now. <laughs> you so you can bring it just like you bring it on your show because that's what we do here in the Lions right. Den on a Radical Republican show. So just bring it however you want to bring it. That's why yeah, we came up with the name Radical Republicans because we weren't going to fit into the stereotype mm -hmm. of what has been losing, especially in Virginia. So we needed to show that we are going to be authentic to who we are. Mm -hmm. to our conservative values, but we're not going to run in and kiss somebody's hind parts. You know, Facts. Try to fit in. <laughs> you know, we are who we are. You got to deal with us now. That's yeah. Right. People need to just go ahead. I just I just finished doing a show and we were talking about um, Breonna Taylor and all the new evidence that came out. Right. <clears throat> right. People are so clicked to label her boyfriend innocent. Turns out the boyfriend's a drug dealer. Oh, he was selling pills and drugs. Yeah, he was hit hundred percent. Yeah. Actually, he he's even been exposed even further for blaming her for the shooting. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I read about that and I was like, man, what kind of man? First of all, he brought danger to his house. Right. Right. Um, and no man does that. Then when I started reading about how he started trying to throw her under the bus, you already knew what that was about. Yep. You you yep. knew exactly what that was about. Now I'm not saying whether she was innocent or not, because I don't know. But I'm just gonna go off of what 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 we know as as a population is that, you know, she didn't have nothing to do with it. Some people say she did. I don't care. All I yeah. know is that whoever the dude was brought the mess to the house and then yeah. started punking out. Right, exactly. And not only that, he, he brought the mess to the house, right? You know, because I'm like, okay, if I hear somebody knocking on my door, right? Mm -hmm. Or if I think somebody's breaking in my house, the last thing I'm going to do is let my wife or my girl come with me downstairs to the right. door. I'm like, no, no you stay up here, lock the door, right. call yeah. 911, but you ain't bringing your ass downstairs with me. That's I'm going right. down by myself, right? right. And right. so right. for her to be there in that room with him, whether she shot what he said or he shot whoever, she never should have been there in the first place. She should have mm -hmm. been locked in the room, down on the floor, whatever, calling 911, if they didn't know who it was, right? Because that's the story. We didn't right. know who it was. Somebody was just breaking into the into the house, right? You know, so, so a lot of things just don't make sense. But, you know, that's what I feel, being a man. She never should have been there anyway in that yeah. in, in room. 100%. 100%. You know, you nailed it, man. And, you know, the more you, you sit back and you think about it, you know, he, he knew who was at that door. You know, he, he did. Yeah, he knew who it was. <laughs> you know, he knew it was. You know what I mean? He knew what it was. So I'm not convinced at all. He's a punk. And um, I hope they uh, I hope they throw his hand pots in jail for, for life. Hey, I'm waiting. People, yeah. don't, people don't understand law either. They're like, well, they dropped the charges. And that and drop the charges yeah, without <clears throat> with the intentions of bringing them back once they have or, more information. Yeah, or right. new charges. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because he hadn't been tried, so it wouldn't be je double jeopardy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they, you know, they drop it. They can bring back the same charge with more evidence. Okay, so tell me this. I'm gonna ask you a question. So, so when did you start, or um, becoming, or when did you become a President Trump fan? Or supporter um, of President Trump, I guess. So when he first started running, I was like, eh, I don't know about this dude. <laughs> <laughs> like but what I did was I just I went to go read uh, his policies and things that he was um, looking to do for America. And one thing that stood out for me was pro. she was pro-school choice. 
And that's one thing Democrats run against. And it keeps, like they like to use the words marginalized, but what it does is it actually keeps the inner city marginalized to those areas, those shitty schools with the shitty teachers, and they don't have a future. So you just keep creating perpetual victims. When I saw that, and this was his first, you know, when he first said he was going to start running. So before 2016, now I was still on the fence, but he made me a believer. I went and voted for him after voting for Obama twice. Right. You know, we all voted for him because he's black. I'm just going to admit it. <laughs> I did. But I like his policies. Right. I, and, you know, and it's funny because me and Madison, and, and I'm sure people that follow this show, they know me and Madison um, says this all the time. And, you know, as far as you have to read, you have to go, don't like the guy, but check out his policies. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you you vote on policy. You don't have to like the guy, but his policies for America has been good. His, you know, like you said, school choice. That's one of me and Madison's big things when, when we ran, because I don't know if you noticed, I ran for the second district um, House of Representatives here in Virginia, and Madison ran for the third district. In Virginia, so both of us ran for Congress this year here in the state of Virginia, and mm-hmm. that was both on both of our platforms was school choice, you know, and 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 being able to, you know, where parents can, of course, like I say, have have the um, option of taking those kids out of those schools, you know, mm-hmm. if, you know, if they need to, you know, not only that, you and like I said, bringing in trade skills and stuff like that, but it's it's funny, most conservatives that black conservatives, I say most black conservatives that like Trump and, and and support Trump all have the same thing. We read and like his policies. Right. Mm-hmm. Every one of us. Every one of us. That's that that's the key denominator is the policies of Trump. Right. Now yeah. Trump mm-hmm. Trump is Trump. I, per, per, me personally, I like him because he's a badass. Like, he don't mince his words. He says what he's thinking, when he wants to say it, and how he wants to. And we need that because we've had politicians for damn near 70 years just full of crap. Full of crap. So the fact that he can get on TV and say what he's thinking and not care is refreshing. I like that. It, like it is. Him. It is, right? I like him because he, he, you know, he has that element of freedom, too. Like, you know, even when he was talking about Abu, you know, you know, everybody's seen the clip when they compare Obama to him, when they're talking about when they took out of, I like, man, I laugh every time I see that because especially <laughs> when he's like, he died like a dog. Begging for his life. <laughs> he, for he died like a dog. You know, I, I, man, that's a turn on for me, you know, um, so yeah, I, I like that. I like the fact that he's he fights. Um, I, you know, even with him saying, "I'm not going to do a virtual, um, a virtual debate." I can remember back in March, uh, the Young Republicans was holding a virtual debate, and I, I turned that down, and I took yeah. it for it. I was like, "Nah, man, show up because I want you to feel my presence." Right, right. I don't want to do all this nonsense. You know what I mean? Plus, I had some other things set up, but. They kept trying to push that nonsense. I don't like that. You know, you need to feel me. You know, and that's what Trump is doing. You know, you know, he wants people to to feel yeah. his, his aura, everything about him. And I like it. 
I like it. Dems are just trying to hide Joe. That's it. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> uh, Kamala, Kamala, a common English, a common Indian name. Yeah. It's not a common Indian. Right. That's right. Red dot Indian. You know, <laughs> so you know, it's not a black name. Right. I'm gonna say it, and like I say it all the time. It doesn't matter that she went to Howard. At Howard, she learned how to put the hot sauce on the greens, but she don't know how to cook them, so she ain't black. So anyway, please let me know. Let me know your opinions about this chick, man. Kamala, I call her. I call her Camel Toe. <laughs> um, let's see. I just did a. I think I think this post went viral. Just because my words are just, it's very different from what people are used to. But what I did was I just called her out on her BS. Right. Now, when they were in a position to to do something, she had political capital mm -hmm. to like really make change in, in her area. She decided to, um, we're going to lock parents up for truancy. What? Okay. So then you look deeper into her track record. Right. There were people that were innocent, black men innocent in jail. Their time is up. They're either supposed to get out on good behavior, bond, <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, or um, a lot of them were still on. And what is it called? It just, just blew my mind. Yeah, she was she was uh, locking uh, uh, innocent black men up. Plus, she was also keeping uh, because you know when you're locked up, once you're convicted of a crime, and this goes back to what we were talking about mm -hmm. last guest in Constitution, your Thirteenth Amendment slave. <laughs> Yep. The there you go. Keeping people in jail to use them as slave labor for the government. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, she was you know keeping I mean? she was keeping them past their time. Past yeah. yeah, she was keeping them past their time that yeah. they were supposed to get out. She was holding them, like you say, as slaves for slave labor. See, I I I said I wasn't gonna get riled up, man, but you know, she is the uh, epitome of what you call a coon. Yes, he's a slave master. He's a sambo right. to the teeth. And all these dumb Negroes out there that's going to go out there and vote for a, for a Biden Harris ticket won't do their research and find out that she was the epitome of a slave master. Right. You know, right. I mean, he was the person that Django, those three brothers that Django wasn't shot. Yep. That's who she is. Yeah, she was the overseer. She was the overseer of the plant. She was definitely yeah. the overseer for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so, but, um, but, you, I mean, you know, like you said, you know, these, you know, these Negroes, as you would call them, they don't, I mean, you know, and, and one of the things is because, and, and, and they just want to vote for Biden. They don't even know about the crime bill because he brought on a black woman. Now, how racist is that? Okay. They talk about racism, right? They, they want to talk mm -hmm. about racist, right? How racist is it that Joe Biden came out and said, I'm going to choose a black woman? Right. Yeah. I regardless of regardless of if they're qualified or not, that's mm -hmm. what he came out. Now, if he just would have came out and said, "Hey, I'm going to choose a woman," okay, yeah. fine. But he specifically painted that as a black woman. Why? Because he feel like a black woman is going to help the ticket get votes and win this. <laughs> it's pandering. It's pandering. And, and guess what? And guess what? Uh, a whole bunch of the black population is is eating it up hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, and, and that's the sad part. It's like you can see right through the nonsense and they're just eating it up hook, line, and sinker, man. And it doesn't matter how many facts you throw toward them. 
they still want to call us coons and everything else. Mm -hmm. But they're so ignorant. And they don't have to be ignorant. So you know what that is, right? When you when you ignorant is just not knowing. But being yeah. stupid is you have the ability to know, but you don't want to know. You don't want to know, so you're stupid. And that's what they Yeah. Are. You're right. That's yeah. funny that you asked that, Emily, because I just did a show about that. Yeah, I actually yeah, went around and did yeah. a live. Yeah. yeah, well, I saw that. I saw that live. You can go ahead and tell everybody. Everybody didn't see that live. I just watched that live right um before the show, and that's yeah. why I popped this up on the screen. I said she just talked about that. So go ahead and talk about your live and um and, and talk about Pelosi here. Pelosi's just trying to uh, secure her way of getting Biden out of office once he's going. He's not going to be elected, but this is just um pretty much a segue. For them to take over. So yep. what she did was she she went to the Constitution and was like, hmm, how can I ruin this and fuck shit up? So what they want to do is put together a um a committee that the the Senate puts together mm -hmm. to deem whether the president is mentally fit enough or physically well enough to sit in a seat as a president. They are going to be judging, not America. <laughs> Not the voters, not the taxpayers, not us, the people in mil and I said military, the people in government still. What yeah. are you doing? That is un that's unconstitutional with her actually even doing that. Very good. Yeah, because the constitution is clear on that. The 25th Amendment is very clear on who makes that choice. And it's the vice president. And the vice president takes over if the president is not capable of right. fulfilling his duties. And that is right there. It's, it's yep. crystal clear on that, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they have this, you know, order of succession in the government mm -hmm. with the president's cabinet and right. with the speaker of the house to where, you know, who's third, who's fourth, who's fifth. They have all of that, and it's already there. So, like you said, Sunni, with them bringing out this twenty fifth with this commission, it's totally unconstitutional, and, mm -hmm. and we definitely uh, can't stand for that. And I know right now the Senate. Wouldn't go, went, won't go for it. But if, yeah. if if something happens to where they win and they take over the Senate and they take over the House, you know, I believe yeah, definitely it's it's, it's going to be some mess behind that. Go ahead, Madison. Yeah, man. And and the thing about it, what's interesting about this is the second time they brought up impeachment. Now, <laughs> you know, I'm not a even though I was a chaplain, uh, I'm not a fanatical type of a person, and most Jews aren't. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Maybe they are, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but here's the point. Uh, there was a guy who basically prophesied that this would happen twice. You know, and it's just kind of interesting. I was watching, you know, there's like an hour-long uh, documentary where this pastor, he was Christian, he went through and this guy was prophesying. And basically he was saying, and this, he did this back in 2016, and he went through the entire timeline. And everything is actually being laid out exactly how this guy actually prophesied. It's fascinating to see this happening, you know. And I think you're right. I think you're right, soon. I mean, you know, it's not about Trump. It's about right. Biden. You know. But this this is a thing. <laughs> the fact that they're pushing this so fast and trying to get things slipped through should should uh, alarm people a little bit. Yeah. Like. As much as I was laughing, because I was cracking up when I did that live. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's also scary because right. these people are that power hungry. You've been in the you have been in office <laughs> over 50 years. Like it's time to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and hence the reason why why I ran on term limits. You know, I signed a pledge to to definitely um, bring up term limits uh, if I got into office. And uh, because it's it's time because the, I mean, I know the founding fathers who wrote this did not envision and did not, you know, want people to stay in office forever. Those are like kings. When you have people that stay in office forever in careers, those are basically like kings because they make you know, the laws and they, I mean, so, so we got a bunch of kings and a bunch of queens sitting up here forever. You're supposed to go do your little time, you know, a couple years and leave and go back, take your ass home to your family and work your farm yeah. or work and do something else. Not leech and, and off the people and make laws to where you can enrich yourself because mm -hmm. all of this is going on now in, in Congress needs to stop. We need term limits and a lot of the corruption, a lot of this would cease and go away. And, and, you know, that's one of the things where, you know, the people have to demand, have to demand that term limits are put in place in Congress. And if you've been in Congress past three terms, you have to go get out. Yep. I believe that. I think I'm mixed, um, on, I'm mixed on that. I think I don't know. This is what I meant by like the, the new variations of Republicans emerging, because I think you should be able to do it just as long as the president. President's in there for eight years. You need to have a term for eight years, and there needs to be a a recycle. Now, I do think that they need to make certain positions longer, just so that our country is not going in a thousand different directions right. with everybody in their own personal agendas. But term right. limits is a must. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's why the Senate. And I mean, and they and they basically have that built in. To where the House of Representatives every two years you have to go up again, and the Senate is every six years. So right. you know, so so they do have that built in, you know, so so the country won't collapse. And and you know, but I think you know, if you do two terms as Senate, that's twelve years. You got to mm -hmm. go. If you do four term, if you do six terms, let's say as a House of Representative, that's twelve years. You got to go. So yeah. cut it off at twelve years. Cut it off at, at term. And then, like you say, recycle, get some new blood in, and then that, that's going to cause um, cut down on the corruption. But I know Madison. I know Madison has a little different thought on that because we talked about this. But go ahead, Madison. Yeah, I mean, it, it would take a, a a very convincing argument uh, for me to go along. I just, with that. I, I just gave it to you, man. No, well, <laughs> no, 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 no. You gave me a summary. We didn't. That's not an argument. You gave me an overall. Uh, idea of what you're thinking. I mean, because the problem is, and there's a reason why you need, you know, uh, you know, it takes so much to ratify the Constitution. And right. so my, my issue with that is, if we're going to make changes to the Constitution, when we're talking about something like that, there's a reason why there weren't term limits for Congress. And so the issue is that in all actuality, there is there are term limits and it's called the ballot box every two years. You're right. So now by changing that, uh, what you're doing is you're taking more of the authority away from the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that is my concern. We don't want to, even though, because right now, it, you know, it's, it's almost like education and then you're talking term limits. You got people saying we need to do away with the education industry. It's just screwed up. No, we don't need to do away with the education industry. We need mm -hmm. to fix it. You know, you don't tear down something that you know was working well for, you know, however long, simply because you got some bad apples in there. You get the yeah. bad 
goes out. You know, with the term limit thing, you, you know you got some bad apples in there. People have to uh, take ownership of their responsibility and yeah. work these people out. The authority is already in the hands of the people. They just need mm -hmm. to stop being lazy. And that is the key. And so that's how, you know, government begins to overreach. You know what I mean? Because now you're giving the government more authority. You know, yeah. we don't want to do that. We want to keep the authority in the hands of the people as much as possible. And so though that's my concern about it. You don't like right. vote them out. You can vote them out after two years, vote them out after after two terms, after four years. You know, I mean, see, but my thought is we have a stop limit. You know, we have a stop limit on that. I mean, because every two years they still have to go up for re-election. So if they're doing a bad job or if they're doing a good job, okay, they can be re-elected or they can be elected out. But right. what we have is a stopgap measure to where at 12 years, it don't matter. Your ass got to go. You understand? Yeah. And, then that but, way I mean, we won't, and then that way we won't have career politicians, you know? Well, I mean, but see, the Congress, the Congress is, you know, there's a reason why they are represent, representatives for their districts. You know what I mean? And, and because they are supposed to work extremely close with the people. And that's not what we're having nowadays. You know right. I mean? I mean, and it doesn't happen. And, right. It doesn't happen. So, but, but, the, but the issue is, if it works according to how the uh, how the founding fathers put it together, if you get that that congressman that is really working and he is a servant to the people, you yeah. don't come out of there anytime soon because you might get somebody else. Look, Bobby Scott, we he's in there. You know, he's screwing things up. He's a baby killer. But boo 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 boo. I don't want to go into that because I don't like the guy. No. But what I'm saying is this. You get a guy in there that you like, you know what I mean? And then we start to turn things around. Mm -hmm. Shit bird in there running. And and this guy, you know, you're out of term limits. Then he can get back in there and just screw up everything right. we put in place to get where we got to the point where we're running everything smoothly. And that's the concern that I have. And I think that that was the premise and the mindset that the founding right. father had, you know, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's my opinion on it, you know, and uh, I'd be willing to debate and argue that with anybody. Now, if we were able to write, you know, if it was a convincing argument to me, you know, uh, then I, I'd vote for the ratification of it, but I haven't heard that argument yet. Mm. Wait, what you're saying makes sense. It is up to us to vote these people um, in and out. Mm -hmm. But you, you just got you got idiots that don't realize that, <laughs> right? Right. right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I mean, because when you have, you know, let's just take Pelosi for example. Yeah, come on. You know, and let's um, or Biden. I mean, you have these people. See, because people in the in, in their districts, unfortunately, I mean, it, it, it's unfortunate that people in their district don't see. They don't read. You know, they just go vote. Some don't vote, you know, and then they live in these hell holes or well, these shit holes. I just call it like it is. Right. And they keep reelecting these people. But it's not the people that's really living in the shit holes that's electing them. It's the people with the money and the people right. that's not and keep putting these same people in power. So it's really not the representation of all the people. It's the representation of a few people who have mm -hmm. the power and the money that keeps these people in office. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing, man. Um, if you it's kind of like, you know, where where I use my 
campaign as an example. We didn't need a lot of money to get the word out, you know, yeah. you know. And so I think that what's happening is and it goes back to the education system. You know, we should be creating the new leaders to be able to come up and take our place. What we run into over the last 50 years are just ball hawks. You know, people who have gotten into power, they've been fleecing the flock. You know, unlike you, you, you had a grassroots system. You, you created a system whereby you could have many, many different people uh, contrib uh, contributing to your campaign. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case in a lot of these other situations where they're actually getting these big wigs, billionaires, whatever these facts, mm -hmm. donating and buying, they're lobbying our congressmen. Right. And you know, that's the problem. And those people need to go, you know? Yeah. And what's happening though, is because our education system is failing so bad, we're not fostering the education across to where people actually are able to think critically about these decisions that they need to make. And they're happy about that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, Brian. That's a good point, Brian. What do you say? Yeah, how they changed the 17th, where the 17th needs to be repealed because they changed that to what, how senators were elected. It's just, it's just, it's sad because um, nobody hated Trump until he ran for office. And the only reason these people are scrambling for dear life is because secrets are being exposed. Right. Cash flow is about to stop. And he's putting the power back into American, you know, American the people. Yeah. And these politicians feel like they run shit. Like Nancy is ridiculous. There's you just wasted how many tax dollars? And I said this on my live to tell people that you're gonna try to introduce a new piece of legislation. Like, thank you for telling us. And right. giving us a heads up about how batshit crazy you are, but she just wasted money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a complete hypocrite also. You know, um, it's just ridiculous. You know, and uh, I think that you know, I, I'm curious to see what, what how it all pans out. You know, I'm glad we only got what what is it, 30? How many like 27 more days or something like that? Yeah, 27 <laughs> days left and We'll yeah. see what happens. It's, it's going to be it's going to be very very interesting to see. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's move on. I mean, I I know your take on it probably because I've seen your post, but other people may not. So, what do you feel about um, Black Lives Matter? What you, about Antifa? About the riots that's going on here in the United States? Because I know that crap don't go on in Okinawa. They don't play that over there. So <laughs> <laughs> they don't play that. <laughs> you know. So um. So what do you think about uh, about the organization? You know, the, the, that type. So go ahead. Um, so the organization itself is counterproductive to, to black life and to American life because they want to destroy the family. Right. And that's one thing I'm huge on on my show is we need we need to rebuild the man because feminism has come in and just completely wiped out what men are supposed to be. Right. We need to rebuild the man and then we need to go in and rebuild the family and stop incentivizing single parent homes stop incentivizing negativity right and bring it back to what it's supposed to be so if anybody you can even go to the the black lives matter website of course they changed it but if you go look at it uh, and go look at old pieces of information they had on there they tell you exactly what they're against you right. say you're for black lives but you're actually against the black man 
because right. you don't show up in the areas where it's critical in your need, like your, your presence there is critical in the inner city communities. Black, young black men are dropping like flies and it's not because of a white cop that took them right. out. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a counterproductive group and they're actually a socialist group. If you really want to know, they're the DNC's money machine. They are once again, benefiting off of black victimhood. Which is why, which is why Biden won't denounce it. You know, yeah. Biden or Kamala. Yeah, right. Because, and, you know, when you go to blacklivesmatter.com or whatever it is, Black Lives Matter, and you go to donate, it goes to Act Blue, of course, and Act Blue just donate everything to the to the DNC. And so, um, I mean, it's really refreshing because being outside of the United States, you know, I know you probably see things that we may not see because a lot of people in the in the United States don't realize that our media is actually very censored. It's mm -hmm. very censored. So, you know, and I and I know this being out of the United States because I've been all over the world and, and I've seen stuff overseas that people in the United States haven't seen. They're, they're like a week or two behind almost on yep. some stuff. So ha have you seen that being over in Okinawa as well? Yeah. Like we get a lot of news from the UK and they're, they're not, they don't mince the words. They're not really censored on their news sources. So right. like, you know, the George Floyd thing, the UK had that information before America had it. And they actually were the ones that put it out. They put out the full video of the George Floyd situation, just like, mm -hmm. you know, the reason I'm ahead of the curve when it comes to Breonna Taylor, I got my information from a, a UK source. They are putting these things out and America is just being, uh, it's, it's censoring big time. People aren't aware of what's happening and they're lazy. They don't want to go do research. Right. Right. And the media is putting out only what they want to put out in order to, you know, um, ignite and, and keep the flame going on the race issue and the race war thing. That's, I mean, you know, like you said, if you actually got, got the complete information, you know, mm -hmm. like they do overseas, you know, a lot of this stuff probably wouldn't happen you know, that that's happening in the United States now, but that's not the plan, right? Yeah. All right, Emily. Thanks, Emily. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so, all right, it's so, so very cool. So, um, any anything else you want to put out? And I tell, you, tell everybody how to follow you um, on your Facebook page, on your show. You say you and your brother just started a new show. Go ahead and tell everybody how to, how to follow you. So you can find me at uh, Blanks SUNY. And I put that because I'm actually on the run from Facebook. <laughs> they have threatened to take my entire platform down, just completely erase wow. it because they feel like I'm impersonating myself. Even though I get on camera and you see me, wow. I'm impersonating somebody. So I had to make two backup accounts. So if you want, you can follow me at Blanks SUNY. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Real Mike. And that's the name of my podcast. The Hot Mike at The Real Hot Mike. If you want to look at me on YouTube, you can catch all of my live streams there. Sometimes I'll drop exclusive videos. Just look up Hot Mike and you'll see the nice big red background, my logo. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's hotmike.com, right? Okay, hot cool. Mike. Hot Mike. 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 Very cool. Well, thank you for coming on with us. We normally run this show about an hour. A lot of times okay. over time and everything is you know it's real cool real cool to um have you join us from okinawa japan outside the united states 
and see stuff inside and um you know and 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 really you know let people understand that yes there are um people outside of the united states that are um for president trump is for the united states that, oh, that yes want, you know they great love things trump here. yeah you know what? Tell them again. You know, let's talk about that. <laughs> tell them again because people, because here it is, right? Because the media and the Democrats, right? They try to paint Trump as the world hate Trumps. Will you tell people how they really feel about Trump over where you are? They love Trump. Um, I just had a guy, I was walking up to my house and he said, Oh, he, you know, he saw my hat and he was like, Are you American? I said, Yeah. He said, I love Trump. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, you know, Democrats are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was talking about Hunter Biden. You would think that mm -hmm. these people don't know, but he said, you know, Hunter Biden's in bed with China and you guys need to pay attention to that. So they love Trump here. A lot of countries love Trump. If you look at China, they were protesting and pretty much acting in solidarity with America with what we're going through. Right, in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. Right. Right. So people need to wise up. I think people should probably take a trip out of America sometime, yeah, come right. to other countries because right. you know I love Japan, but they still have their their ways, mm -hmm. you know, and it's nothing like home. So people just need to go ahead and get out, experience something, and stop being spoiled because we're all privileged to even be from America and live there. Yeah, I think we should uh should pack up all the BLM people and uh, <laughs> just just drop them off. In, in a whole country somewhere. Yep. Let them fend, them fend for themselves for about 12 months and bring them back if they want to come. And they'll be begging to come back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Most of them will be begging to come back. Most of them. I mean, because like we said before, being, you know, I, I've been privileged and, and blessed to be able to be all around the world and travel all around the world. And like you say, people, spoiled Americans, Need, need 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 to go to some of these other countries yeah. that not so good. You know they need to go and spend some time in Karachi, Pakistan. Just just right. to just to say that's one of the worst <laughs> places I've ever been in my life wow. was Karachi, Pakistan. They just need to go and spend three days in Karachi, Pakistan, and understand what America is like. I think they'll have a whole different view on it. You know, but you know, like I said. You know, I've been some fabulous places, but the United States is by far the best country in the world to to right. live in and be from the greatest country on earth. And I've been to some fabulous places. I've been, you know, Germany. I've been Australia. I've been to Russia, Moscow, Japan. China, I've been all over, but nothing is like being here. And for the people that put down this country and put down, you know, the president. I don't care if you like the president or you don't like the president. He's still the leader of our country. And, mm -hmm. and you know, unless you want your plane to crash when you're when you're flying, you know, you shouldn't want the president to fail. And, and that's just come from being sport and not being um, seeing any any more of the world and not being outside um, of the United States. Yeah. Civics and economics needs to make a comeback. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Back to the education piece. People can't think critically anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's sure. where people like the Pelosi's and the Maxine's and the, and the all the rest of those people have been there forever. Even the McConnell's, that's what they want. Right, exactly. Exactly. So like I said, you guys can um soon as you said go to hotmic.com. I'm gonna try to put that up here. And make sure I do it right. 
Um, and oh, and I didn't, of course. <laughs> I didn't because I, I went there and I saw that. Um, and I think it's mic.com. I just do this. Uh, boom. Uh, okay, so what's next next for you, SUNY? Um, we're working on a, a different show. So I have my podcast that I speak on. But like I said, uh, we formed a group called The Hit Squad, and we're actually working to get that show up and running. But we do just make random appearances. It's really fun. I think you guys would like it because they're – I'm like the middle child. That's why I just had to switch my name. And they're the two older brothers. And I'm like the voice of reason because sometimes they can be like extreme. Like, you know, Corey, he has a Facebook page called Just Face It. He can be a little lenient on black people sometimes because he's a nice one. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, you guys, what do you think about that? You know, and Marlon, he's like <laughs> complete opposite of me. He does not care. He is raw. He will tell you where to go and how to get there and then attach stupid to it. And he, you know, what's funny is people still challenge him, knowing he's not going to fall back and just be like, okay, he's going to come at your neck. And we just right. did a show like a few weeks ago where we had a Black Lives Matter supporter come on and try to say that um, Black people are being disproportionately killed by cops. So we gave him the numbers. You know what? Nine people were killed. There are 44 million Black people. If they're disproportionately affected, it should show up in, in that, right? Right. It's not well, even 1%. I would push back a little bit on that. The numbers that I've looked at, and, and, and that's the problem with these stats that we have. Uh, the numbers that I've looked at show that uh, that uh, it's happening two to three times as much. You know what I mean? So, and the problem, that's the problem with all these stats. You know, we have different stats. We need to get away from the fact that, you know, whether whether a person is killed, they're black or white or Asian mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, the, the issue then is not necessarily uh, a race issue as much as it is if you want to say that we have a problem with people being killed. Uh, and I'm just saying for the sake of argument that it, it's more, it would be more of a policing issue. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So, and, and if you, if if people would look at it from that standpoint, then I believe we could get more results. You know, yeah. because anytime you want to bring up race or something like that in any circumstance, and you know what happens is, rather than people uh, working together to achieve a solution, the conversation automatically becomes toxic, mm-hmm. uh, and people <laughs> in on each side, and so we can't get anything done. You know, yeah, and that, I think that's the real issue, and the media plays on that, and so does the, uh, so does these uh, lifers in in the House and in the Senate, and absolutely, and they're playing on that, so they because can- they want the division, they want the division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, need to, we need to learn to get away from that and just look at this is an issue, okay, this is a problem, we need to solve this problem, and together. You know what I mean, and we'll we'll get we'll get much much more done. We will. I think he got it though, because his brain exploded when on camera. It was it was nuts. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I can't prove this." And I said, "Yeah, there you go. So stop spitting this nonsense because you can't prove it." Right. 
Right, exactly. And we had a guy on. What was the guy's name? What was his name, man? Shaka uh, Barry. Yeah. So we had a guy on basically like that that came Shaka. on, you know, came to the Lions Den and got ate up, you know, with his <laughs> nonsense, you know, and stuff. He came on and uh, what'd you, you say, JB? He changed his name after he left. Yeah, he changed his name after the <laughs> show. <laughs> Yeah, that's he funny. did. He changed his name after the show. Couldn't find him anymore, man. How, I, how do you guys get people to come on here? I'm curious because people shy away from talking to me. They're like, nah, I'm good. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I, you know, we just find them. You know, a lot of people, you know, they actually want to come and talk. You know, like I had right. a guy here. Yeah, I mean, when are you going to have me on? Because I think he's running right. for office or something. So we do, you know, a lot of political people. We do like some activists, yeah. you know, like the lady, um, uh, Yvette, that was on before you. You know, we do a lot, a lot of, a lot of people like that, and um, I mean, people do want to come on and talk. They want to talk about what they're doing and stuff. Yeah. And um, so, you know, uh, magnetic personalities. We got these yeah, magnetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People just want to come on the and uh, come on the show and come into the lion's den and, and and not get ate up though. You know. <laughs> Sometimes we got to prepare the meal though, because you know lions get hungry every now and then. You know, a lion got to roar sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? Madison. Yeah, yeah, that's what Madison did with the shocker dude. He he brought he brought him in because he was hungry. You, you know, yeah, we were all hungry. I had to bring him. I had to bring home the bacon. You know what I mean? So that's what it was. I prepared the meal, and, and, and he got ate up by the lion. <laughs> I mean, because like you say, you know, we'll bring in people. You know, we'll bring in black lives matter people. We'll bring in people yeah. that, um, I, I, you know, that that Come you know. In, um, think that way, you know, they have different thought processes than us, you know, you know, they want to, you know, think about and talk about the critical race theory and think that that's a good thing for, you know, school age children, you know, growing up in America. I mean, you know, so, so we do have, have those that come on as well. I wish they would come to my show. They're, they're like, no, you're not going to embarrass me. Nope. <laughs> uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> hey, Sue, we, we are looking for people like the other to come on because, you know, we eating over here. Man, and then we eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we 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 not we not starving. We eat. You know, we prepare the plate. They shy away. They'll come in my comment section. You guys, yeah. if you want to laugh, come to my comment section. I had a video I put up probably like three days ago. I did twenty thousand views, twenty two thousand views. Right. All of the comments, they all say coon. I'm like, are you, don't you see the last person that called me a coon? So you had to come back in and reinforce it. The thing about that is, you know what I mean? When, when, they get, when they get to the point where they start calling your names, you know you got them. And yeah, you know you got them. Like they, they've lost. It's, it's over. Game over. Checkmate. And they're, they're, curious about it. they're right. so curious about it. And I just sit back and laugh at them. Yeah, it's hilarious. You know, it's funny. It's funny to me when they get. It is because those people they never have solutions. Of course, you know no. they never have solutions. They can't, you know, um, defeat you in a debate. You know mm -hmm. because you know we have so many facts. You right. know on our side, and we spit numbers, right. we spit facts, we spit. You know, right. I mean truths. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and they'd be like, oh shit. Well, you're a coon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, that word is becoming synonymous with laughter. Every time more yeah. hear it. You know, the more I just laugh at it, man. Because not only is it funny, what I think is like you would never say that if, if we were like in a cigar lounge face to face. I can guarantee you they would never even it wouldn't even cross they might think about it real quick. 
it'll be one of quick thoughts, bro. You know what I mean? But you know, it wouldn't come out their mouth. Well, it wouldn't come out their mouth. So it's funny to me. It's just funny. Yeah, I just find it hilarious, you know. It's and, fun, um, man. I mean, you know, and, and, and then another one, I'd like to say Uncle Tom, and they've never read who Uncle Tom is, Josiah Henson. Don't even know who jo Josiah Henson really right. is, that he was actually a hero that yeah, actually helped the Underground Railroad and people escaped. Mm -hmm. So I just say, thank you. Oh, Uncle Tom, all right, thank you, man. I appreciate right. that, man. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they have no clue what the hell you're talking about. They don't know the history, man. They just, they just know how stupid they are. <laughs> like, yeah. vote for Biden Harris. Dumb. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you know, no. you know, I see him do it to Candace Owens or whatever. But Candace, you know, she's really up there. You know, we're, you know, small time compared to Candace Owens, but we get the same treatment, I guess. So, yeah. 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 yeah I get called Candace Owens. They're like, oh, you're, what was that? You're Candace Owens reject. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't even say the same things that Candace, Candace Owens says. Like, we have two different talking points. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. We're back in high school now. What the name you know what I mean? Oh, you hurt me so bad because you called me a coony, you called me a reject. Oh, my God. People were shocked. Um, they asked me about Brandon Tatum. What do you feel about Brandon Tatum? And I'm like, you know what? He's conservative, but he's like way too PC for me. Trump is like the rising sun in the setting. He, he can do no wrong. And I'm like, no. No, I'm gonna call Trump out on this shit right. when he's wrong. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. exactly. Because when when um when I was running, you know, I was I was problem. Well, I was probably I was. I was the first candidate, even on Twitter, in, in on any social media that actually um called for a a a complete immigration moratorium here in the United States, and that was well before Trump did. Because when Trump went weak on it, when he did come out. You know, he went very weak. And I called him out on Twitter. You probably saw that, Madison. I called him out on Twitter. I said, that shit don't go far enough, man. You know, and then he actually, I don't know if he read it or whatever. Or one of his people read it. It's probably why he didn't endorse me. But, you know, he came, you know, but, but he came harder, harder with it, you know, because I was part of the group, you know, because we're, you know, trying to stop the um, cheap foreign labor visa programs coming to the United States and where these, where they're stealing, basically stealing jobs from yeah. um, high you know, tech skill Americans that can do these jobs and low tech skills. But, you know, now he's coming even harder, you know, with, with okay, yeah, he's stopping the, you know, the um, H-1B visas and things like that. So, and, you know, which is good, but yeah, I mean, we call him out, you know, when I feel he's wrong on something, you know, um, you know, I feel like, like, for example, I feel he's wrong on trying to push the vaccine for this fake COVID bullshit. You know, speaking yeah. of COVID, I'm not taking that. Speaking crap. of COVID, hold on. So, so how is COVID over there? How how are they handling this? You know, the China virus over in Japan, right now. I know you're um, a military base, and you guys have your orders because it's the U.S. military. But yeah. how, how is it being handled? I guess in the public. Um, honestly, it's just masks. If you're gonna go somewhere, you have to wear a mask. As long, but you know, when you sit down, you can take it off. Mm -hmm. uh, the kids are in school. The Japanese kids are in school. They don't wear masks in school. Uh, my kids are in school in the base here. They wear masks all the time in the school, but schools are open. Businesses are open. Like this, our island is not shut down. <laughs> right. And, 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 and hold on. And, and, and did you say the Japanese kids do not wear masks in class in school? No. Wow. From what I've seen, they're not. They have the uh, little dividers up. 
But they're not forced to wear a mask because. See, but you know, I think you know the issue. It's hard to you can't compare two cultures, you know. And the reason I think that here, you know, we have discipline problems here in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just a fact of the matter. That's why these kids around the month getting shot by cops, mm -hmm. being assaulted in schools. We have discipline problems. You know, um, and uh, and you know when you go over to places like Japan, these other places because they are not used to the freedoms that we've had. You know, they maybe don't have the same issues. You know, and Americans are just you know we're spoiled. A lot of us, you know, and and rightfully so. So it's hard to compare the two cultures, you know, and how they're getting things done as opposed to like you. Come here, you tell American you have to do something. We're gonna tell you what you can do. <laughs> you know, in Japan, you would say you're gonna wear a mask. They're gonna wear a mask. You I know? mean, but uh, I mean, but what I was saying was that I, I, you know, I just wanted to know how they were handling it. You know, since it's this big bad virus, you know, that's killing yeah. millions and millions of people. I wanted to know how they were handling. I'm, because you know, we hear you know on the news maybe how they're handling or what we don't hear. So, you know, with SUNY being right there in Japan and on Okinawa Island, um, you know, that that I want to know how they were actually handling because here, you know, kids have to wear masks mm -hmm. in school, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, hey, so SUNY, did I put that up right? Is that hotmic.com? Because some people say they can't find Oh, it. no. So if you want to find me on Facebook, look up, just flip my name around, put blanks first and then put SUNY last. And on all my other social medias, it's at the real hot mic. Okay, at the real. It. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm gonna fix at that. At the real hot mic. All right, I'm gonna fix that. I'm gonna fix. That. I'm gonna fix that. Yeah, I, you know, I just think, and it's not so much the kids. You know, here, you know, that discipline piece extends beyond the children. You know, yeah. like we just had parent-teacher conferences. I'm an educator, you know, and we just had parent-teacher conferences, and trust me. That discipline problem goes beyond the children. Yes, know? it does. And so like, I had a parent, and, and I'm just the wrong teacher to try to get brolic with, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, I, look, look, this is what you're gonna do if your child's gonna be in my class. This is what it, you know. And yeah. I, you know, there were a couple parents I had that I had to straighten out like that, man. So, you know, it's the discipline issues, man. Um, so it is. You know that's what we're dealing with, and, and that's the reality. You can't find it. Uh, hey, Sony, why don't you do this for us? Uh, drop it yeah. into the into the private. Yeah, yeah, just drop that into the chat okay. for me. Yeah, because I screwed all I screwed it all up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she gonna drop it in. She gonna drop it in for you, Jeff. Yeah, man. She gonna drop it in for you, man. You know. Yeah, that's that's what I think the issue is. You know, so. it is. It's that's funny that you said that because I was uh, did a show and we I, I do reactions to videos, right? And my a content creator she sent me a video of a virtual learning setting mm -hmm. where the, it's a bunch of black kids, which it made it even worse. Yeah, man. <laughs> one black kid asleep. One of them's not in the seat. The other one's got his mom sitting there, and then you have one child in the corner who's talking to his mom while she's he's supposed to be paying attention to class and the mother actually comes on the camera naked. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw, I, yeah, they were, somebody posted that. <laughs> oh, and it was a horrible sight, man. It was a horrible Oh my God. man. Good 
I was traumatized. I, I think I saw that night before last. I'm going to tell you something. Last night, I couldn't sleep all night. Now I know why. I was wondering. I was talking to uh, my wife. I said, I couldn't sleep last night. I cannot figure out what it is. Now we know. Yeah. It's hard. I, I, we laughed for like, and we were alive too, so we couldn't go to a commercial break. We couldn't stop. Right. I was yeah, crying. <laughs> Hey, you know, we, See, we, I'm we dropping had, in the chat now for everybody. We've had good success, though. Um, at least in my class, we, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, one of my classes, I bring in guest speakers, and and actually, Jerome has been a guest speaker in one of my classes. Yeah, so, nice. yeah we've had we've had good success. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so you know, I, I think it just depends on the teacher and how they are mm -hmm. building relationships with the parents. And then, you know, from there, you know, it's trickled down from there. You know what I mean? Right. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it starts at home. I definitely believe that. It starts at home. Cool. You got to be, you know, involved. Some parents are really shocked. Not, not parents. Some teachers are really shocked at how hands-on I am with my kids. But it's like, mm, you're not, this, this is not the kids that you're going to just uh, let slide by. Because they test these kids right. for scores. Right. They're not really teaching them anything. They're just teaching them to test and pass on to the next level. Right. So you yeah. parents that are just active. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's part of the problem. You know, I could look back on a lot of scores. You know, we've done diagnostics. And, um, you know, I've got, I'd say the majority of the kids that I got this year at least three grades behind. And that has been consistent over the last three, four years. But yeah. you know, by the time they end up leaving my class, they're at least uh, uh, on grade level. But that's a lot of work bringing these kids up. Yeah. So that lets you know that the problem, you know, begins in the elementary schools. Mm -hmm. you know, that's where the problems are. And when we start looking at school to prison pipeline, you know that when they start doing those diagnostics in the third grade, is where they start to build those prison cells. Yeah. So, Problem, the problem is right there. By the time you know they get in middle school, high school, we're doing catch up. Yeah, and it's sad. I'm going to be doing a show on that. The literacy rate uh, in America, more specifically the black community, it's sad that 12th graders read. You know, 48% of 12th graders read. Their it's 48% of them. They read below their grade reading level. They can't even read at a high school reading level. Well, you know, and, but you know, that's you talking about that's a parental thing too, but it's yeah. also a teacher thing. And when we're talking about discipline, like one of the pet peeves that we have here is if I'm looking online and, and you know, teachers are, you know, at home doing virtual and I look online and I see you out eating that day, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, you're an idiot. You know. And, and, and the truth be told is, if you're a teacher, you know, your life should be golden right now. That's that's. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, and we worked through the summer, the whole nine, because we knew it was coming. So it was, it was uh, you know, it's a lot of work getting caught up. But you know, you're out eating. You know, you're not. You know, you know every other day you're at a restaurant. You know, yeah. nasty germs. Talking about you don't want the germs in the school, but you spread your nasty germs. <laughs> You're sliming in and out of these uh these restaurants and stuff. Just setting a bad example, man. Yeah. As nasty as you want to be. 
It's just yeah. Man. yeah. All right, so I got it right because she did it. So scrolling at the bottom of the screen, y'all. So y'all can check it out. Y'all can copy it. Check it out down at the bottom of the screen. Go check out SUNY and um, and and follow her, like you said, and uh, and, and and follow what she does. And and uh, hey, hit us hit us with your um, you, you know, anything you're doing if if you want, you know, us to come on or or any of the guests. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to have you guys on with yeah. the hit squad. That'll be yeah. that'll be a really fun show. Okay. I'm really unfiltered. Just, hey, bring it, bring it. Oh, we're good. We're unfiltered too. Mm -hmm. really. uh, you're a little laid back. You're a little reserved tonight. You know, first time. <laughs> you, are, you don't are. know the audience, but I, but I see you. I see you. So, because <laughs> you know, you invite us to your show. You know, prepare the meal because we coming to eat. <laughs> yeah, you guys will like it. My audience is nuts. I have, I have some of the most craziest people that come in the comment section i have so much junk to talk yeah and then we open the floor i'm like all right you know who's ready to come on we're, we're picking up the most vile comment in the comment section and just start joking on make them cry online <laughs> okay y'all we're gonna end the show we appreciate it soon like i say thanks take care over there in okinawa keep doing thanks what you're doing time. You know, I love what you're doing, and um, and like I said, we we'll definitely be in touch, and uh, and just hit us up, all right? Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, all right. Take care, sweet. All right, man. Good show, man. You know, we have some good. Hey, hey thank y'all, everybody that was watching the show. Y'all know what time it is. Jerome got to go eat. The wife's hungry. You know, she's like, got to hurry up so you can feed me. You know, and uh, she said she was about to come on and tell me get off so so I can go feed her. So so I got to feed my wife, y'all. <laughs> All right, so y'all taking that. Actually, she didn't say that. At least not yet. <laughs> uh, hey man, I hey, appreciate it, Madison coming on. Um, hey, apologize. Um, uh, Levita didn't make it in. Her wireless was acting up. Her reception. So so she didn't. Of course, of course, the bird is part of the show. You mm. know, definitely, definitely, the bird is part of the show. Bird said good night. He's like trying to send me to bed. Hey, but tomorrow, when I'm going to be tomorrow, just let you guys know, if you're up on the Eastern Shore, come up on the Eastern Shore. There's this big parade up on the Eastern Shore tomorrow. It's it's grown tremendously. So it starts at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning up, up on the Eastern Shore, um, up in Olney. That's where it's going to start at. And it's grown to like 500 people. It's like a 500 car or tractor or whatever parade. You know, so um, if you guys up on the Eastern Shore, Hey, I see you guys up there in, in the morning. Um, you know, so I got to end this. So I can go to bed anyway. Got to get up early and drive to Eastern Shore. But um, hey, man, I appreciate y'all for coming in and uh, and hanging out with us and everything. And um, yeah, the bird. <laughs> and so, uh, oh, 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 Jeff got jokes, man. Jeff got jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the inside jokes. Um... That's right. Jeff got jokes, man. That's right. But um, all right, so you guys be cool. You guys have a safe weekend. And uh, we'll see you all next week unless we do something special. You never know. Anything can happen. And we might just do a special Radical Republican show here in the Jazz Lounge Live, Lion's Den. So uh, you guys take care. Um, we'll see you guys soon. We appreciate y'all, okay? Madison, I'm out. I'll holler at you, brother. <laughs>